They just want to whine and whine and whine and blah, blah, blah. You know, they just want to cry, cry, cry. But you know what? I tell those people, why don't you get off to the sidelines, grab your little juice box, go sit down, suck your thumb, and watch the real men and women get after it. Because if all you're going to do is complain, then what, then what good are you? Be part of the solution. Don't sit there and cry about it. Don't sit there and contribute to the problem. Or, you know, say you got the solution. Why don't you be part of it? Get involved with your assembly. But first, why don't you get involved with God? Because that's where it starts. You got to get involved with God. You got to get involved with Jesus Christ. Invite him in your heart. Because we can't turn this nation around unless we all point to God. God has to be centered at everything we do. I don't think many people realize just how important that little detail is. God has to be centered at the heart of everything. I mean, if we have any chance of turning this country around, that's the way it has to be. And remember what it says in Joshua 1.9. I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones that are in charge. They are the host. They are at the wheel. Therefore, they are steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. It is Sunday, November 13th, 2022, and you're joined here at His Hardline for another His Hardline discussion with the National Assembly update and more, plus the 11th hour. All right. <clears throat> so we are now almost approaching one full week since election night for the de facto. And I've been getting a lot of questions from people left and right and sideways asking, okay, well now what Jason? <laughs> Cause I saw your TikTok videos. You said, don't be surprised that there, if there is military oversight, don't be surprised, right? If elections get canceled so much for your prediction. Well, first off, it's not a prediction. Let's just get that straight. Wasn't a prediction because if you listen and let me be clear, if you pay attention to what I actually said, I never said that oversight would occur before the elections take place. And I never said military would cancel the elections as people were you know, walking up to the local precincts. I said, do not be surprised if the elections get canceled, at which point would then have military oversight. Now, I never said what point that would happen. So we already know that the elections from 2020 were not fixed. That's a clear, you know, that's a clear given. We're not using, you know, we're not using paper ballots. 
you know, with specific security features on them to prevent fraud and theft and all this other stuff, right? There's, they, they, we're still using these fraudulent Dominion machines, which seem to have a ton of issues this past election night. I mean, when I casted my own ballot, it took forever for the stupid thing to read and register. My wife's too. We had precincts that supposedly ran out of ballots. There are so many different anomalies that displayed blatant, obvious acts of fraudulent activity, regardless, you know, regardless, uh, regarding this past midterm election. I mean, none of this should be a surprise. Unfortunately, none of this should be a surprise. Now, with all that said, there are people. Well, okay. Well, let me back up for a second. So back to the whole military oversight, because I don't want to, I don't want you thinking I'm glancing over, you know, glossing over that. There is still so much tallying that there's still so much that, you know, there's states still trying to figure out races. Now, by and large, it seems like most of the counting supposedly done. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, as more comes about, when I say don't be surprised if the elections get canceled, that means null and void. They get null and void. And not just this one, but 2020 as well. And then what would happen is because of the 21 requisitional orders that were put forth by the National Assembly, by we the people in assembly, in lawful assembly, by the way, we put those orders out to the military. Now, those orders, those 21 requisitional orders, just to kind of give you a a recap on what those are, that basically explains the end result that we the people are desiring. Now, each order could have anywhere between 30 and 60 action items underneath each one. Now, one of those action items happened to be back in 2016 that allowed us to get Donald John Trump in as president of the United States Corporation was to unrig the machines. So the U.S. Navy had to unrig the machines. Now, in 2020, they were allowed to steal the election. See, this is what cracks me up with so many people. They want to say, oh, well, 2020, they stole it. They stole it. No kidding. But do you understand why they stole it? They allowed them to steal it. Again, just like Dave on X-22 says, we are witnessing the largest sting in the world. Now, with all that being said, there are people who have committed criminal activities regarding election interference, and they're blatantly bragging about it on social media. Bunch of stupid people. And these people seem to think that just because they got away with it in 2020, they think that they are completely immune to being caught. And that they could do whatever they want in the continuum of meddling within our elections. Now, quite frankly, from a sting standpoint, if I was part of this sting operation, I think it's genius from an operational standpoint. Why do I say that? Because again, You want these people thinking that they are able to get away with murder. You want these people thinking they can get away with anything. So you can mount up as much evidence as possible. This is literally the biggest sting that we are seeing worldwide. And you got to remember this operation that's taking place. And yes, I call it an operation because again, the assembly, which started in Michigan, with a few retired military special operator, uh, operate yeah, special forces operators that were under the command of General Douglas MacArthur, started this assembly, known as the Michigan General Jural Assembly. 
They were part of a plan called the Restore America Plan, also known as Operation Blue Book. And no, not the one that has, you know, that you see on Google talking about um, aliens and all that other nonsense, not that blue book. But if you're going to take down a criminal cabal, which has been, quite frankly, very successful over several decades and almost you know, several hundred years of enslaving humanity, this operation is quite complex. Now, I hear so many people whining and crying and complaining. Well, this ain't happening fast enough. How are we supposed to trust the plan? How do we know the military is truly in control? I have one thing to say to all these people who want to ask these questions. And listen, these questions are, are, are they're merited. Don't think I didn't ask these questions myself before I actually did more research and got in contact with people who actually know what the hell is going on. But regardless of what I heard and regardless of what I've researched and what I know, this is the one thing I ask these people. Does your faith lie in God, the father in heaven, or does it, or does your faith lie in man and man-made institutions? Because if your faith lies in man-made institutions and, and man in general, well, then you're technically still caught up in the idol worship of those that are in, you know, that hold office and those that are in the military and those that are in Hollywood and those that are, you know, are in different sports like the NBA, MLB, NFL. It's no different. You're just, all you're doing is following people rather than following God. You know, then I ask these people, are you one of those people that follow you know, professional sports and college sports and other sports like that, as if it was a religion in your life. And, and you happen to know more about what's going on with specific teams and specific players than you even know about God and Jesus Christ or your Bible. I mean, it's amazing of the useless statistics and information that people could spout out about freaking professional sports in the history of that specific team and specific players. But man, I'll be damned if they can even freaking quote one verse out of the Bible. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Let me, let me, let me tell you something. If you're one of those people who like to complain and cry and whine that things aren't happening fast enough, but yet you're one of those who likes to you know, set up parties on Saturday with all your buddies to watch college football and drink to oblivion and stuff your face full of wings until your pants get thin anymore, then you're the type of individual who is part of a collective in this nation who basically allowed this country to fall to shambles and allowed a big brother government to pretty much, you know, walk all over us and run our lives because, you know, you were too dependent on main made, you know, man-made institutions rather than depending on God and didn't strap your own bootstraps up to get to work and be part of the solution. As I've said, and will continue to say to these people who don't want to do a damn thing, grab your damn juice box, walk your ass off to the sidelines, sit your ass down, shut the heck up and suck your thumb and watch the real men and women who are patriots take care of this problem. And no, it doesn't just happen overnight. I hear it from my coworkers, people that I know that are friends of mine. I mean, I'm talking about people that are close to me that are whining too. People who are former Marines. I'm like, gosh darn it, soldier. Man up. Stop being such a puss cake about this. Stop crying about it. Look, I never served in the military, so I'm not going to claim to be a tough guy. 
But I would say this, I expected more out of military, certain military service members that are, you know, that are no longer, you know, uh, in active duty. Hell, one of our assembly members, you want to talk about being part of a solution, someone who was not a military service member? Let me tell you something. One of our freaking assembly members out of Alaska flew out to the Northwest to help establish their assembly. There were 44 farmers in total. I'm not going to give the state quite yet because I got to wait for the rebuttal period to be complete. But there are 44 farmers in total representing 13 counties within this particular state. And tomorrow, public notice is going to be dropped in the local paper, declaring to their state that their assembly is in existence by we the people. At least in their state, we the people. And those are the type of people that get become, you know, that become part of the solution. Those are the people who are doing an act, you know, playing an active role in restoring the Republic from a democracy to a Republic. Hence why we have field training manual 2000-25, which was released by the war department back in 1928. That same field training manual was ordered to be destroyed by FDR. And I wonder why. Yeah, but Jason, why does any of this matter? If, if we, the people should be assembling and returning to our original jurisdiction, where we self-govern ourselves, then why does any of this matter when you're talking about, you know, the the election and all this other stuff? Well, simply put, when we finally assemble our 38 plus states, which by the way, in case you're wondering where did the magic number 38 come from, well, we have 50 states, three quarters of the states is 38. Now we'll get all 50, but we need 38 in order to, well, basically tell the de facto government, your services are no longer needed. It's time for you to go. We, the people, are in charge now. And believe it or not, as far as the de facto positions, it's not to say that all those positions, the DMV and whatever else, right? It's not saying that all those uh, government agencies and positions and you know all that, all those offices in government end up getting over, we end up having oversight over all those offices on the de facto side from the de jure side by we the people. Meaning that the people would truly be in control and therefore the military would submit their authority to the civilian authority here in America. Because right now, well, I shouldn't say right now, but before they were submitting their authority to the, to the, uh, to the elite banking, you know, banking cabal. You know, the one that was pretty much ran and operated out of the city of London. Because you got three city states. You got DC, which was the military state, which basically was the military, you know, for policing the world. Then you had the city of London, which is pretty much a centralized location for the banking cabal. And then you had the um, Vatican City, which controlled and operated all religions around the world from, from Vatican City. Mm-hmm. Now, something else, which I think is finally kind of interesting. Now, that military aid that was provided to Ukraine, I saw this happen, what was it, on Saturday, right? Military aid, either Saturday or Friday, I forgot what day it was, but the military aid that was provided to Ukraine, used by our tax dollars, by the way, which which is unconstitutionally seized from us, and used to be invested in FTX crypto, 
by, you guessed it, Ukraine, like I said, and now it all seems like it all but disappeared. What happened to all of that aid? I'll tell you what, that crap wouldn't happen if we had our true union of states of 38 plus states under we the people in lawful assembly. I'll tell you that much. None of this crap would be a thing. Thank you to the fake Biden regime for money laundering our hard-earned tax money all to finance, well, shitbag candidates. Bravo. Now, part of an article slash, you know, Telegram post that I read earlier about this said the following. At this early hour, it appears that tens of billions of in American military aid, in quotes, to Ukraine, which was allegedly to be used to fight Russia, was cash that Ukraine did not use to fight Russia, but instead invested it into FTX cryptocurrency. And as you might guess from the bankruptcy filing, it now seems that all the money is gone. Yes. You read that correctly. Instead of using U.S. military aid to fight Russia, Ukraine invested part or all of it into FDX. And right now it looks like all that money is gone. It seems that Ukraine was receiving money from the U.S. And Ukraine sent it to FTX and FTX sent it to Democrats or, as we should actually correctly say, to the Unicami Party which is Republicans and Democrats both. Don't think that they're both separate entities. Believe me, they're in the same bed, messing around with each other, getting really nasty. And at this hour, it appears to some observers to be pure criminal money laundering and a criminal uh, conspiracy. Can't even speak today, excuse me. My mind's going a million miles a minute. But in a criminal conspiracy to violate campaign finance laws. Well, 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 does any of this really shock you? I mean, seriously, considering the fact that Ukraine is the mecca for biochemical labs, money laundering, and human child sex trafficking. I mean, really, does does any of this really surprise any of you? Because I'll be honest with you, it does not surprise me. I mean, probably to your average Joe Blow, yeah, it's probably going to be appalling. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Let me play this little quick video on, on, on the owner of FTX. Bought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. This is Sam Bankman-Fried. People call him SB. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. He wants you to think he's a sweet guy. He even bought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. Truth is, Sam Bankman-Fried is a liar and a crook. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of Moonbro jargon. He even went on Bloomberg's podcast and bragged about it. Yep, that happened. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. He then used those real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. This led Jim Cramer to call him the new JP Morgan. That's weird. It's not like Jim Cramer to promote a billionaire con artist. SBF sold people cryptos like Bitcoin, or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive-aggressive tweets. It worked. SBF didn't have enough money to repay everyone at once, and now his customers have lost everything. He'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates. So where did all the money go? 
He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials, $5 million for the big guy, $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, this is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SBF stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians, also a crime, in order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers, they protect the crooks. That's exactly what SBF was trying to do bingo that's exactly it and here's something else that you probably all should listen to and i I can't remember the comedian's name maybe some of you will recognize his name but um he had the skit on why education sucks and why you're you know there's this big club with these elitists and you're not part of it and and forgive me just a little warning uh language warning yes there are some f-bombs um so if you have children i'm just letting you right now letting you know right now you might want to turn it down or um you know maybe step away or turn the phone off or fast forward of you know a minute or two um so i'm going to play this real quick but again this is exactly what these people This explains it completely to a T of what we were seeing. The reason education sucks, because the owners of this country don't want that. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they own this fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, but you have to be asleep to believe it. So true. So true. You have to be asleep in order to believe it, right? I tell you, George Carlin. So thank you, Chris in Michigan. I appreciate that. Yes, George. That was George Carlin. I, I That was right at the tip of my tongue, but I was like, eh, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to put that name out there and then have it be wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, George Carlin. And he's so absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Now, here's something else. So as far as, you know, being part of this big club and not being part of it. Now, Donna Brandenburg, who, by the way, has not conceded to the race in Michigan. In fact, nobody in the taxpayer party of Michigan has conceded. Because, again, it's not over. Okay. Now, she writes, and just recently, she just posted in Telegram. She says, let me make a prediction. The Republicans will do nothing. Here's the convoluted path. FTX is going to lead to Democrat-funded campaigns. Republicans won't fight it because both parties voted on the money to the Ukraine, Romney, Schumer, Pelosi, Kerry, Biden, etc. All are either involved or have kids involved in the Ukraine. Thus, they are making money directly and for doing favors. The Democrats have become the evil distraction for the Uniparty. The Democrats won't complain because they are getting a payoff just like the Republicans are, and the Republicans drive the getaway car. The game of good cop, bad cop is on the steal of our money slash country, and they could care less about we the people or our opinion or our country as they leave it to ruins. It's absolutely right. Again, 
It's this big, giant freaking club, and you and I, we the people, are not a part of it. Not that I want to be a part of it, because they all sound like a bunch of sick freaks, but where am I getting at? Again, this is one of the reasons why the success of the National Assembly is so vital and so important, because here's, uh, let me paint a visual for you for a moment, all right? And forgive me if I sound like I'm jumping kind of all over the place, but I'm trying to I'm trying to gather my thoughts and try to stay you know um, organized here mentally. Because uh, whenever I do these shows, believe it or not, whether you think I do or not, I really operate on this show with little notes. I used to I used to start my podcast with a ton of notes and a uh, and a um, what do you want to call it a monologue, but I found that I couldn't really um, be authentic with notes, like I would have some bullet points here and there, but like I used to write a monologue or like a script. I couldn't do that and, and still sound like me. But let me paint the picture here for a second. I want you to visualize the United States, the continental United States with Alaska and Hawaii as one big white, uh, like just think about a map, okay? Geographically, think about a map and it's just white. You see the shape of the U.S., you see the shape of Alaska, you see the shape of Hawaii out in the Pacific, right? But there's no borders. There's no state borders, and there's no nation borders. Just think of it as just a country. That's it. No borders, no state borders. D.C., even though D.C. is 10 square miles, you have to realize that because of the nature, the very nature of the corporation and how it was situated, with the use of zip codes, zip codes tie each municipality and state to being part of the DC mechanism. Hence why you and I pay taxes, because if you look at the Constitution, taxes were supposed to be only for people that was part of the DC mechanism. You see, we're technically considered employees of the corporation. Now, if you think about a corporation that you work for, and like for me, I'm not going to say the name of my company that I work for, but um, I'll, I'll just use a company I used to work for, Walmart. I used to work for Walmart. I used to be a stalker back when I lived in Florida. Now, think about this for a second. Now, when you're an employee at a big company like Walmart, right? Big worldwide company. Do you have a say? on who becomes the CEO? Do you have a say on who is the VP or the CFO or who's in charge of running your store? Do you even have a charge in who your store manager is? I got one answer for you if it's not too blatantly obvious. The answer is no, you do not have a choice. Now they have a choice in picking you as their employee but you do not have a choice in picking them. What am I getting at? Well, back to this whole big club thing. These elections were never meant to look like these, these elections that we did this past midterms and all the elections prior, they were never ever meant to actually um, pick people by the opinion of we, the people. Now, all that does is just show the opinion to the elite of what we desire, but these people that have been in, in office for decades upon decades upon decades, they've been selected by all these elite. 
again, these elections, I hate to say it, mean crap. That's why it doesn't really matter, really, honestly, that, you know, it's no wonder, like I said, I don't know why people get so upset that the election machines, you know, were never replaced because again, (laughs) people expected this big red wave and like Bards FM was saying, it ended up being a red puddle. I agree with him. (laughs) And, you know, people kept saying, oh, we're going to get a red wave. We're going to red wave. We're going to overwhelm the system with so many voters. Um... With the same, the same system that was corrupted, and the same people overseeing the same systems. Mm-mm. So back to the continental United States. Let me just paint this visual for you. Now look at the map. Now visualize the map of the continental U.S. There's no state borders. Now D.C. again, through zip codes, all states and municipalities are part of D.C. Now why is the National Assembly so vital, vitally important? As each state assembles, it's taking away their de facto jurisdiction, therefore converting it and returning back to original jurisdiction, a.k.a. the de jure government, ran and operated by we the people, turning each state that we, res- that we are inhabitants of back into a free and independent nation state, excuse me, a free and independent equals nation state, basically little countries within the United States. Michigan was the first, followed by Alaska. And then we got um, North Dakota, got Montana. California, Hawaii, Florida, Georgia, Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina, and New York. And pretty soon there's going to be a 15th on that list. And there's four more in the queue ready to rock and roll and have guys from either Michigan or Destry from Alaska. More than likely, it's going to be the guys from Michigan to drive down because it's closer within our proximity to help get these people assembling their states. Now, if we get these other four, we'll be at 19. Well, Jason, we need 38. We're a long ways off. Yeah, not as long as you think we are. Because believe it or not, the sequence of events of what's about to come our way, I really believe we are in the 11th hour. Now, I want to play something. Okay. Now, back to the map. I see, and forgive me for jumping around. I want to complete my thought on the map. As we assemble each state, that white map eventually starts turning green. Each state, green or red, it doesn't matter, right? I I use green just because I like the color. Color of trees, right? Earth tone. Each state turns green from white. Therefore, taking away a little bit of jurisdiction from the de facto. And then converted that to a free and independent equals nation state. Now, remember, Michigan and Alaska are settled states. They're assembled and settled. Well, Jason, what's a a settled mean? It means now what we have receded, our Continental Congress and all the other offices that were sitting vacant since 1861. We are comprising, we are conducting uh, um, national elections between the two states. Once Hawaii becomes uh, settled, 
Hawaii will be able to conduct or be able to participate in national elections as well. And they're conducted annually. All right, and now when we hit three quarters of these states, that's when we can say to the de facto government, okay, your services are no longer needed. We, the people, are now in charge, and therefore we will have oversight over all of these de facto offices, and as well as the military submitting their authority fully. Now, technically, we do have control of the military, but they cannot submit their authority. 100% to we the people and National Assembly until we have gathered our 38 states. Because again, this all has to be constitutional. This all has to be lawful. Yes, we put forward requisitions that we need to complete. And yes, they are complying with those orders and following them. But again, they are not submitting their full authority to the civilian authority here in America until we get our 38 states. Because here's the thing, they had their authority submitted to the big banking cabal. Why? Because they're the ones running the show. So they had no choice but to follow their stupid orders. But now, the tables are turning. This is why the military, when we get our 38 states, they will come in and do what's basically what we, can, we call an acid test. And they do a complete audit in every state to check and make sure that the lawfulness and make sure all of our meeting minutes and our the members of assembly are well documented. Everybody is legitimate. I mean, they go through and... I mean, they go through everything with a, a fine-tooth comb. And if one state out of the 38 happens to be not in compliance with the law, all right, well, turn around, go back, try it again, guys. Military is technically in control right now. Not, 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 not Biden, not Pelosi. The military is the one that is the one that's actually really keeping things at bay in this nation, whether you want to believe it or not. They are. Why do you think you don't see any military boots on the ground worldwide? As far as like war. Think about it. Sure, we could send quote unquote military aid. All that is is just money, fake fiat dollars. Now, let me also read something else to you regarding the FTX thing. Now, I again, I get these daily emails from this guy named Bix Weir, and he follows crypto and silver markets very, very closely, and he's very well-versed in, in silver particularly. Now, he says, alert, watching the implosion of the deep state from my lawn chair, get out of exchanges. Of course, the implosion of FTX and Alameda research goes much, much deeper than just a kid with a computer trying to scam the world. This goes to the highest levels of government, banking, judges, universities, and regulators. You can call it the deep state. This will culminate with the destruction of Tether and the crypto pedo cabal. And then the same thing will happen to the stock market, the bond market, the, co the COMEX, the commodity exchange, and the derivative exchanges. We're going to see all this tumble. It's all going to go bye-bye. It's all gone. 
This is the end game, my friends, and unless you have all your assets in your own possession, you will lose them. Again, why do I why do you think I keep harping on making sure you have silver, ammo, food, water? So pull up a lawn chair and watch this horror show play out. Hopefully this country will survive this transition. And P.S. If the SEC had let Reggie Middleton implement the peer-to-peer protocol of uh, Veritasium, uh, whatever the hell that crypto is, Ver- Ver- Veritasium, I don't know how the hell you pronounce that, then none of this would have happened. Shame on them. That's the, that's the end of the email. Very interesting. I think we're about to see some pretty nutso stuff this week. That's just a little hunch that I get. Now, there's two more sound clips I want to play. One's about, I think, a minute and a half or so. And then the other one's about 13 minutes. The 13-minute one I'm going to save here for last. Like I said, I had a packed show. But General Flynn was on War Room with Steve Bannon. Listen to what he has to say. Pay very close attention because remember... Donna Brandenburg, who is running, who was running for governor, and I shouldn't say was, is, still is running for governor here in Michigan because, again, she did not concede. General Flynn endorsed her. Now listen what he has to say. General Flynn, uh, yeah. in going forward, what would you recommend? You, you've been at the forefront of saying, hey, servant leadership means I'm getting involved at the grassroots level, at the precinct level. You've seen it there. What else is your guidance? We've got you for a few more minutes here. What else is your guidance uh, to fellow patients? Yeah, I think, I think t- two things, two things. One, I want people to pay attention to what I call sort of the, the patriot media. And I said, Steve, you and you, you have been at the tip of that spear you know, with the war room and there are other great, great outlets out there. People need to just go and find those outlets that they trust and they need to listen to them. And that's how you sort of stay steady. That's another means of staying steady. What one of the things that is happening is there is a pandemic for control of the mind of our minds by the mainstream media and by the left. If 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 the outcome of an election by after a hand recount or a, a, you know an audit or whatever is that a, a Democrat wins, so be it. If that's if we've determined that our system was fair and uh, and transparent, at, you know, with with an outcome, that's the way it goes. That's the way it should be. But in our country right now, we have very very little confidence in our election system because of the just the just the sheer nonsense that's going on. The second thing is is that people need to take control of what they can control, meaning get involved, stay involved. I I love the fact when I see so many people getting involved in their precincts, becoming precinct committeemen, becoming, you know, poll volunteer workers, becoming parts of their uh, their uh, executive committees on the Republican. I mean, all these kinds of things. Get involved at the local level. Local action will have a national impact because we have this year to go and we have another Another election coming up in another two years, which I, you know, I don't want to focus on that yet. I want to stay steady on what we are looking at right now. But I want people to really look for those outlets that they trust. Yeah. And uh, and I appreciate the war room being one of those. those uh, well, you know, you know, yeah, you got to you got to find the outlets that you trust, whether that's Scott over at Bards FM or uh, Dave at X-22, or uh, even Mike Adams at the uh, with Brighteon. 
um, or Don Brandenburg with Brandenburg News Network. Um, let me tell you, she's at the center of all this with General Michael Flynn. Now, I will say this. I can't believe he already brought up the next election. We we need again. We still have to fix 2020 and get through this BS election again. This is so frustrating because we don't have a real say, ladies and gentlemen. All we're doing with our ballots is expressing our opinions to the powers that need not be, as Sean from SGT Report says often, the powers that need not be, we're just, all we're doing is expressing our opinions of what our desired candidate would be. Does that mean we're going to get it? No. Not one freaking chance. All right. Let me take a sip of water here. Because like I said, just so much on my mind. Hold on. All right. Did I tell you why the National Assembly is so vital? Which, by the way, if you want to find more information about the Assembly, I got to make sure I plug this in. It's not my website, by the way. It's the Assembly. It's it's, uh, www.national-assembly.com. Dot net. That's www.national-assembly.net. And if you click on the forums page, um, and then you, uh, it'll take you to the forums. The second uh, section down, the second post down, it says new question mark, start here. And there you will find a welcome mat and a good place to start on um, how to get involved, to find out if your state is assembled and, you know, to get in contact with people uh, within your county. Um, Within that forum, there are all 50 states and then broken down into all the different counties. You can, you know, if you start, it's it's free to sign up, you know, to sign up for an account uh, on the National Assembly so you can post in the forums and find out and try to connect with people in your local area. Um, But the thing is, is that, you know, these elections, like I said in my TikTok videos, these elections don't really mean much of anything. I mean, you look down at what's happening in Brazil. You got military oversight down there because the people wanted it. They, their elections got hijacked from them. Now, yes, these elections here in this country also got hijacked. They've always been hijacked. Everyone keeps talking about a recounting of the balance. Well, what's that really going to do? All these stupid propositions in Michigan, Proposition 1, 2, and 3, all extreme, all passed with a very big resounding yes. Now, I find all that hard to believe because I see a lot more signs in my travels on the you know public roadways of Michigan of saying no to all three proposi- propositions than I did seeing, uh, uh, than I did, um, ugh, I can't even think. I saw more no's than I did yeses as far as signage goes. Let's just put it that way. And people are freaking out about this. Like, oh my God, now they're going to allow, you know, uh, abortion after birth. It's like, mm, no, let's let's just slow our roll here for a second, okay? Because, again, all this stuff was just fraudulently passed and picked, okay? And... Again, I still hold firm on what I was saying as far as military oversight. Now, what does that look like? I honestly don't know. What I do know is that when that point comes, we will see 
a legit new election, real election, 120 days out, which would technically bring us out to March. Which if actually you think about it, back in the day, elections used to take place in March. I think they actually used to take place in April, then March. Then at some point they got pushed into January somehow in some some way, some form. We ended up having elections in November. How that came about, I don't know. But again, someone might ask me, well, Jason, if we're casting votes for the election for a de facto government, how the heck does this even tie into the National Assembly? Very easily. Again, once we get our 38 states, the people in the assembly who are juror, jurist, jural um, members of the assembly, all right, you're a jurist, hence why we sign a JCO, a jural covenant of office. We would provide oversight of all the offices in our nation, all of them. And with that oversight, then and only then, once we have our three quarters of the nation assembled, where we can actually stop the unlawful theft of unconstitutional taxes out of your paycheck, out of paying property taxes, out of paying capital gains taxes. Now, speaking of taxes, this brings me up to the last video I want to play. Now, again, it's about 13 minutes long. Now, forgive the sound quality because this video was an interview that Donald Trump did back in 1989 on this show called the 11th hour where he did an interview. Now listen to it very closely. And while you're listening, I want you to rec recall and recollect on all or reflect. I should say, I want you to reflect on everything we have seen thus far and how it's played out while you're listening to this interview. And we're going to come back and talk about briefly what, Trump was talking about because remember, I want before we lead in go, go into this video. I want to lead into this this sound clip by saying this. Remember, de facto government is a corporation, just like a business, just like Walmart, just like McDonald's. It's a corporation. You and I don't get to pick the CEO or the VP or CFO or even the direct store manager. We don't get to pick that. So pay very close attention to what he says here. This is very interesting. And like I said, the soundbite was from the 80s, late 80s, 89. So you'll hear like a hissing sound in the, in the, in the, in the audio. They're sick of underlying causes, but there are people who even think that you may be part of the problem. For you might have to, of course, by the way, raise your volume if it's a little low, because it's a little low here on my end. So raise the volume a little bit underlying causes well, you well, know that there are people who feel that the way that you have built in new york that you have and you're not the only one other builders too but you are the most celebrated builders you are the role model builders i looked at that audience at that donahue show and those women were looking at you with awe and respect you've become a role model in this country the reason that your book sells the reason that your board game sells is because people are looking leaders people are looking for values and you're one of the people and it's no you may dismiss it but people are talking about you know donald trump for president what they're really talking about is donald trump show us the way well, be the true white hat so the question is in terms of specific things the Walman memorial was very nice 
but north of the Woolman Memorial into the pockets of poverty and despair in this country is where the problems are. You know your way to Kings County. Most people, if they knew that way, don't want to go there. Most people want to get out of those neighborhoods. Most people want affordable housing. Most people want chances for jobs. That's not happening in this city. Uh, it's right. not happening for a number of reasons. And you're not making either specific contributions or specific programs to make that happen. Okay, I like talking the big picture because the big picture is really what can solve the overall problem. Now, when you say, what are you doing with Japan? What are you doing with the countries? When you put a tax on Japan for the products that they're selling, you will bring in hundreds of billions of dollars to this country, which can go to rebuilding our inner cities. Instead of giving Japan free military defense, you charge them for what they're getting, and you bring in hundreds of billions of dollars that if the right person asked, they would gladly pay, because they'd have to pay. You bring in hundreds of billions of dollars which money can go toward the inner city, toward education. I am a huge believer. I'm very well educated, and I'm a huge believer in education, an unbelievable believer in education. That is a long-term solution. I wish it could be a shorter-term solution, but one of the things you need for education is money. We have a country that's losing $140 billion a year, at a minimum. I think it's much more than that, by the way, but at a minimum. It's tough to build housing for people. It's tough to educate people when you're losing 140 to 200 billion dollars a year. What I'm saying is the United States is system it's very simple what I'm saying. The United States is systematically being ripped off by many of the wealthiest countries of the world. You look at Saudi Arabia, you want to see a lifestyle? Their poor people live better than our rich people, okay? You go look at Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and various of the other oil producing countries. You'll see lifestyle because it's it's beyond belief. They have lifestyle because we give them their freedom and they give us nothing. I'm saying I want a piece of that. I want the money so that we can put the money into Harlem, so that we can give the money back to education. Because that's, see, that's the big picture, but that's the real picture. I'm astounded at what you're saying because in the history of this country, uh, we have never seen that kind of money, forget about trickle down, that kind of money conduited. Uh, into the inner cities, into education. Well, I think bring it, it has back. to be. Well, maybe you better be in charge of not only getting that money back and seeing that it doesn't go over, but that it goes into the inner cities, that it goes into job programs. Is that an endorsement? That huh? We've come a long way. Is that an endorsement? Though? What do you What do you do when you're not? Where do you get your ideas from? Do you read books or I read talk a lot. to? I read a lot, and and I read a lot, but I actually uh, wish I had more time. If I had the time, I would be a very avid reader. I went to a wonderful school called the Wharton School of Finance and somehow uh, did well, and I think I did well on somewhat of a common sense basis. The world should be based more on common sense. I mean, people don't even think. When I, when I ask a question, why, as an example, why are we defending Japan for nothing? Why aren't they paying for it? Everyone says, is that true? Do we really do that? Nobody even knows about it. And then they think about it, and that's the end of it. And, and by the way, including politicians, top politicians, I ask them, Washington. I say, why are we defending Japan for nothing? They say, boy, I'll tell you what, I'm angry about it. They're angry for one day, and then they go on to something else. It amazes me. There's no stick-to-itiveness. There's no aggressiveness. There's no advocacy. And that's really the word. Everything's a compromise today. We don't want to anger Japan. They're our friends. They're our partners. Don't tax them. Don't this.
They're laughing at us. They think the United States is made up of a bunch of fools. They're laughing at us. Now, they don't laugh to our face because then we get insulted and then we do something about it. I will tell you, in closed, behind closed doors, they are laughing at the United States. They think we are the biggest fools, the dumbest people in the world. Because look at the way they're living. Look at the way we defend them. Look at the way we opened up the Persian Gulf. Most of the oil goes to Japan. We open up the Persian Gulf for Japan to get oil, for Saudi Arabia, for Kuwait to make money. Why aren't they paying us for this? And it's all common sense. And I say it, and people say, boy, he's right, he's right. And then they don't do anything about it, the politicians I'm talking. And it angers me, because then you say, why is there poverty? Why is there no education in Harlem? Why are the schools so bad? Why is there no housing? I'll tell you what, because this country doesn't have the money to do it. Why didn't you put your money where your mouth is? In where? where? In terms of, you know, without, you know, enormous government subsidies, why didn't you go out and show the way? If you had gone out and built that kind of housing, even without government subsidies, it would be very hard, wouldn't it, afterwards, for everybody else not to follow suit. Just so you understand, I've built a lot of subsidized housing. Senior citizen housing, that one beautiful housing. Jersey beautiful housing, record-setting housing. I'm a huge investor in Starrett City in Brooklyn, which is a, a job of, of middle-income and lower-middle-income people and lower-income people and senior citizens. I'm a, a, we own a big percentage of that job. We have a lot of developments out in Brooklyn that when I got out of college, I was buying Brooklyn real estate, and it's not high-income housing by any stretch. I've done a this lot. This was the pre-Manhattan Trump. This was the pre-Manhattan Trump. This was Trump. before the this, tower and this was the, the glitz pre, and the board game and the book. This was the pre-Manhattan Trump, yes. And the, the pre-full-page ad and, and the, and the pre-white hat the problem, and public You man. see, the problem is, while I'm all for that, if uh, the pre-Manhattan Trump never became the Manhattan Trump, perhaps I wouldn't exist today economically because you cannot economically do that. There is no money. There's no subsidy. In those days, you had Section 236, you had Section 8, you had all different housing programs you were able to build. Today, you don't have that. Nobody. So you're waiting for the government the to gover do what you feel is right. I, the government has to provide the financing for this because no individual can do it. Now, people don't like to say it. They like to say, oh, as an individual, you can build. The fact is that the numbers are so horrendous. The number, the losses are so huge that no individual can do anything meaningful in that way without government help. Now, when the government comes in and finances it, Trump will build thousands and thousands of units. How is the government going to finance it, though, when Japan is just ripping us dry, when West Germany and all of these other countries are ripping us dry and we're losing hundreds of billions of dollars. We have to strengthen up the federal government and the programs have to filter back into the cities. Donald, you're waiting for me, because when you talk about the government, you're talking about my tax dollars, my puny tax dollars going to you as tax abatements or subsidies to put up low-income and middle-income housing, which I would certainly be willing to do if, if somebody was going to do it. Look at it differently. Look at it really differently. Okay. I want to tax Japan. I don't want to tax you. Mm -hmm. I want to tax West Germany. I want to tax Saudi Arabia. We keep them alive. If it weren't for us, they wouldn't even be here. They wouldn't exist. I mean, to think that Saudi Arabia would not allow us to use their minesweepers to police their own Persian Gulf is beyond me. I want to tax Saudi Arabia for the job we do in keeping them alive. They wouldn't be here for 20 minutes if we ever said, you're on your own, baby. I want to get the money from, I don't, I'm not looking to tax you, and I know you're very conscious of being taxed, obviously, but no, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm willing, not looking to tax if, you. If my, my tax dollars uh, were going not to patrol those waters, but were going directly to you to build low-income housing, I'd be thrilled. I would give you 
the money okay. right now directly. Let but me, I think there's something ingenuous what I'm saying, in building this kind of straw what I'm saying people, is, is these no straw, straw countries, because we know that in the kind of multinational complications of the conglomerates, it's not so simple anymore. Very simple. It's so simple, you have no idea. I you don't. will tax How? Japan, you will tax West Germany, you will tax their products. People are still going to buy their products. And frankly, you're going to tell people. You're going to tell the American people, hey, look, they make a wonderful product, but you're going to have to pay a premium. You're going to absolutely have to pay a premium if you want to buy a Mercedes-Benz. You want to know something? West Germany won't even lose that much business, and this country will take in billions and billions of dollars. So you say to the American, look, we'd really rather have you buy an American car, but if you feel strongly that you like the West German product better, or you like the Japanese product, you're going to have to pay a tax on it. You have a choice. You pay a tax on it. You'd be surprised at how little business they're going to lose, and you'll be amazed at how much money comes into our coffers. And you'll also be surprised at another thing. Japan and West Germany and Saudi Arabia, all these, they'll start respecting us. Because right now, they have absolutely no respect for the United States. They do not believe what they're getting away with, and they've gotten away with it for years. What did your friend George Bush say when you outlined this to him? I believe that George Bush and a lot of other people, and George Bush is a friend, but I believe that they just don't want to make waves. They don't want to broach the subject. They don't want to become, as I said before, advocates. They want to sort of just keep it the way it is. So what chance the do we have? The problem that I have with that is that I don't believe you can <clears throat> keep it the way it is. See, I don't believe that a country can continue to lose perhaps 200 billion a year. I really don't. Now, nobody knows what's going to happen. Who knows, really? I mean, nobody, the economists, I think it's a wasted profession as far as I'm concerned because I've never seen one that's consistently right. Mm -hmm. But nobody knows what's going to happen. But I'm, again, somebody that has a good instinct financially. I have had historically. I've followed markets. I've been going the right direction, I, whether it's New York real estate or stocks or whatever. I know from a common sense financial standpoint that something has to burst. When a country is losing billions and billions and billions of dollars a year, and when other countries are making hundreds of billions of dollars, something is going to burst, and it's going to start here. I know it. It's a question of when. To me, it's not a question if, it's a question of when. And unless we're going to solve our problem, and the problem is caused by our allies, unless we're going to solve that problem, this country is in very, very big trouble. And I'm not talking recession kind of trouble. I'm talking depression kind of trouble. And that's when it's smart. It's very interesting with the United States. Well, what would happen to Donald Trump in a depression? Well, Donald Trump gets hurt like everybody else gets hurt. Donald Trump, uh, who knows? Uh, I have, I'm a very conservative guy. I believe in having cash as opposed to a lot of other people that don't have cash. I have wonderful properties. I have wonderful everything. Uh, Donald Trump gets hurt, everybody gets hurt, the whole country goes, well, before, essentially before the country this, goes somewhat down the tubes. Well, yeah. and before I'll tell this you, happens, I, let me, let me yes. ask you this, this question. By the power invested me in WNET, I make you in charge. The Donald is running the show. I've come a long way with you. Would you do it? Uh, I wouldn't want to do it. I tell you what, I do not want to do it. I love what I'm doing now. I have a certain freedom. I have... Uh, I don't think anyone does it any better than I've done it. I mean, I haven't been around that long. If you really look, it's 10 years, it's 12 years. It's not a long period of time in terms of what I've been able to build. Yeah, but you have this, I, this big I total vision of the country, the United States of Trump. I mean, okay. <clears throat> would, you, would you really like to, to if, take over and run, and run the country as you have run your I would organization? Much, I would much prefer that somebody else do it. 
I just don't know if somebody else is there. I don't know if we have the kind of advocate that you need. We need major surgery. This country needs major Are surgery. Are you the surgeon? I think I do a fantastic job, but I really would prefer not doing it. Uh-huh. Is, are you saying you will take it only if drafted? No, I'm not saying that. I'm uh -huh. saying that I hope that somebody comes along who can be an advocate. And mm -hmm. I think that somebody will be so popular, he'll But be, you haven't seen anybody. He or she yeah. will be the most... But uh, I don't see it now. I wish the person were there. I don't know how much longer we have. But again, I do know one thing. It's not a question. This country is losing hundreds of billions. It's not a question if, it's a question when. It is going to happen. It's going to happen drastically. It's going to be dramatic, and it's going to be horrible. And I'll tell you the other thing. This country has always reacted best under adverse conditions, whether it's wars or anything else. That's when, unfortunately, we're going to wake up. I'd like to see the country wake up long before that. Mm -hmm. An ominous prediction, but hope in the future. This is the 11th hour. Yeah. So, very interesting. How he talks about that, right? How he talks about how he knows he would be able to do a good job, but how he, he talks about how he does not want to be that guy, right? He doesn't want to be that surgeon. And you heard his prediction. Now, this was back in 1989. Now, we fast forward, what? We're talking now, this was 33 years ago. It was, yeah, 33 years ago. He was in his low 40s when he did that interview. Perhaps 41, 42, somewhere like that, 43. And when he said that something has to pop, not in the terms of a recession, but more like a depression, we are right there. And how fitting for the title of the show that he was on back in 89, the 11th hour, because we are indeed in the 11th hour, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, we are five minutes to midnight. That's how close we are. We are so close. And I think we're about to see a huge series of events that's going to really... It's really going to cause people to act stupid, to say the least. And I'm trying, that's, that's me understating it. I really think it's going to get really bad, but not for long. It's very short period of time. We're talking maybe two, three weeks, max, maybe two, you know, I would say even two weeks, max with what's about to come. We are right there, ladies and gentlemen. And that was the Donald Trump back in, in 1989. Don't think for one moment that he wasn't being prepared for this very moment today. George Bush was never his friend. He got close to his enemies. What's that old saying? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. He had to get in with these people to find out exactly what the hell they're doing. We all saw where George Bush Sr. ended up with a wrinkled flag over his casket, which is a sign of dishonor. In notes that went to everybody in his family saying, I'm sorry, they know it all, or something to that effect. Again, 
The National Assembly, the Michigan General General Assembly, was started by retired men who served under General Douglas MacArthur back in the 50s. The whole reason why JFK got assassinated, why Ronald Reagan, there was an attempt on his life, why the Twin Towers went down, all these events that have taken place, these big pivotal events, were because it was to try to prevent the assembly of people, the assembly of states, the union of states. Because when we get our true union of states of three quarters or more, they lose their power. They lose their foothold. They're done. And we, the people, rise up and become self-governable once again, like we should have always been prior to 1861. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got for you today. Pay very close attention to what's going to be happening this week. Pay very, very, very close attention. There's a lot going on that most people have no idea about. There's a lot going on. and In fact, part of what went on, he just joined in right here with us, Mr. Destry Payne. I'm just about ready to end the show. You missed a good show, sir. He just got back from helping a state in the Northwest assemble. Again, I I don't know if I can say the state. I'm going to keep that quiet, at least until the rebuttal period is over. That gets sent out tomorrow. We have four more states in the queue that are needing help from either Destry or Paul or Joe here in Michigan. He just landed in Anchorage. He spent his whole week in helping these these farmers settle their state, excuse me, assemble their state. They left the field for a whole Saturday during harvest. That's how important this was to them. They're sick and tired of the BS. And they met with this man who happens to know and has lived the knowledge, lived the experience. He helped Michigan. He went and moved up to Alaska, got it done up there, helped Hawaii. Now he's helped this state. Glad that you made it safe back home. Welcome to the great white north, even though I'm not up there. (laughs) We're starting to get snow here in Michigan. So it's just a matter of time before we start getting snow like you guys did up there in, in Alaska. Sucks. You know, I don't mind the cold. I hate driving in the snow because people are retarded when they drive. They're so stupid. Anyway, pay very, very close attention, ladies and gentlemen, to the upcoming events of what's about to take place. I don't say this lightly. I'm not saying this to fear monger. I'm not saying this to try to create theatrics and and uh, and and to just you know I don't say any of these things lightly. I say all this to for for a reason. I, you guys need to be safe, be prepared, have some cash on hands on on hand, have extra food reserves ready to you know to have. Get your um. Get if you can get precious metals in your hand, particularly silver. 
All right, this whole thing with the FTX crypto thing, it, it should be very interesting to see what's going to come about. Because like Bixweer was saying, in case you missed it, when I read it earlier, he said, of course, the implosion of FTX and Almeida research goes much, much deeper than just a kid with a computer trying to scam the world. This goes much to, this goes to the highest levels of government, banking, judges, universities, and regulators. Yes, the deep state. It will culminate with the destruction of Tether and the crypto pedal cabal. And then the same thing will happen to the stock market, the bond market, the commodities market, and the derivative exchange. It's all going to go bye-bye. The end game, my friends, and unless this is the end game, my friends, is what he says. And unless you have all your assets in your own possession, you will lose them. Yes, you will. Get your assets in your own possession, ladies and gentlemen. Food, extra ammo, seeds, water. All right. But whatever's coming shouldn't last that long. Couple weeks at max. Now, one last thing I want to end on. I almost forgot to, to read this. Now, if you haven't heard already by now, there was a Q drop. That happened on Veterans Day on 11-11 on Friday. And in case you haven't read it, this is what it says. Who are the silent thieves? Why are they manipulating you? How are they stealing your wealth? Bubble? Crash? Steal? Lie? Repeat? What is inflation? Monetary manipulation. Taxation without representation. And here's my favorite. Put an end to the endless 1913. Which was the start of the Federal Reserve. Owned and operated by the Rothschilds. I really think we're about ready to see uh, some pretty crazy crap coming up. So. With all that, I want to just say a quick prayer. I usually typically play the uh, warrior's prayer, but uh, I'm, I'm just going to you know, say a real quick prayer here right now. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the knowledge that you present to us, and we continuously pray to you for uh, guidance, and we ask for discernment that you give us clarity on the things that we uh, research and we look at. Again, Father, if there's anything, if there is anything that I've said here that is not factual, let it fall on deaf ears. Because the last thing we want to do here is provide false information to anyone that comes here to listen. If there's anything that I say, I usually try to pre you know preface it by saying this is my opinion and my thoughts. But thank you so very much for all that you give us. And, and we just continuously pray. We pray for this nation, the success of restoring this republic of the United States, of these United States of America. We thank you, men like Destry, like Paul in Michigan, and Joe, and others who are helping take time away from their family, take time away from their weekends, away from work to help states assemble so we can get our 38 states, so we can finally kick the de facto 
services contract administration to the side and take over power by we the people. We thank you for all this. And like I said, Father, we got a lot to contend with here in the near future, the very near future. And we pray for guidance through all of this. We pray that you help us find the words and the actions to help keep the calm and to keep unity among our neighbors and family and those who are probably going to freak out. Help us find effective ways to keep the calm and keep unity because we're going to need it. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you guys today. I want to say thank you so very much for joining us here at His Hardline for a National Assembly update and more and the 11th hour. And like I said, I'm going to say it again. If you want to know about your state and your county assembly, you could find the information at www.national-assembly.net. That's national-assembly.net or hyphen. All right. Don't spell out the word dash. It's a hyphen, national-assembly.net. And you can find all the information you need about the, uh, National Assembly call that we do every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can find uh, information within, you know, the forums regarding what's going on in your local county and state, maybe possibly get in contact with somebody, you know, in your state. And if you want to know, all right, if that if that site gets a little too overwhelming for you, just email me at jmjdirect at um, jmjdirect at protonmail.com. That's j mjdirect at protonmail.com. Type in the state in your subject line. Keep it very simple. Type in the state in your subject line. And then in the body of the email, just your basic, you know, first, last name, uh, the best contact phone number. um, And that's basically about it. And I'll forward that information uh, to Destry because he happens to have uh, the information and contact information for all the uh, either coordinators or communication secretaries in each state. And we'll get you situated. Now, if you happen to be in a state that's not assembled, I'm sure there are people in your state that are already getting rocking and rolling. This might not be officially assembled until again, we get 30 people minimum. We need 30 people minimum in order to formulate an assembly where Destry just went. They got 44 out of 50 that was supposed to show up. Now, if you have 30 people, you know, signing letters of, you know, of commitment to show up and it's only 30 people, you're going to need to make sure all 30 people show up because if one is not there and there's only 29, Destry, Joe, Paul, they can't help you. They'll, they'll have to turn around and go back home. They cannot do and help you with what you need unless you have minimum 30 people. That's where the lawfulness comes into play. Everything has to be lawful. Everything has to be on point. Destry had 44 farmers out of 50 of them representing 13 counties in that state. That's amazing. And there's four more states in the queue ready to rock and roll. And we just need, you know, people down there to help, you know, resources down there to get, you know, these other assemblies going. So, like I always say, 
here at His Hard Line, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. Indeed, the enemy has crossed that line for the last time. And whose line would that be? Well, that's the line you and I are holding for Christ, for God. We need to show our love and support for God. Because again, if we're going to return to a republic and be successful in this nation, we need to have God and Jesus Christ centered at every single thing we do. Everything we do. The minute I centered Christ in my heart and we centered God within our marriage and within our household, that's when everything in our household and within my marriage flip-flopped and went the other direction for the better. The same thing will occur in this nation if we do just that. But see, people need to turn their eyes to God and Christ. As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So let's press forward, hardliners. Let's get this country back. I know you guys are all solid patriots. So again, if you want to get involved with your assembly, email me at jmjdirect at gmail, excuse me, jmjdirect at protonmail.com. You can email me at gmail. It just might be easily missed because there's a lot more junk mail that goes to that one. And don't forget the website, www.his-assembly.net and my website, hishardline.com. God bless wherever you're at in the world and have a good evening or good morning wherever you're at in the world. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Every day we have something going on, whether it's 1% with him, a His Hardline discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg Block Hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. You're just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free. Joshua 1-9, I commit.
command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 